Welcome to another episode on managing vacation rentals like a pro. I'm your host, Juliana. And in today's episode, I want to give a personal story. I want to give you that personal touch and let you know how I got to where I am today. How did I become this vacation rental manager? How did I become a realtor in the real estate game? How did I end up here in this industry? Being someone who went to college and graduated with the criminal justice degree, how did you end up here? How did you end up in vacation rentals? Well, today I'm going to tell you. I went from working as a security officer at a resort in the Orlando area, and I now teach others, and I also manage other property owners' um, vacation rental homes in the Central Florida area. So... Um, If you are interested in hearing how I got to where I got to, then stay tuned and let's dive into the episode. Let's kick off the episode with kind of a flashback. Let's go way back. I grew up in Boston, Massachusetts, and I moved to Florida in 2013. I started college when I lived in Boston. I went to Mount Ida College from 2011 to 2013 when I moved here to Florida and I was studying to be a criminal I wanted to do you know I want to be in the criminal justice field so I originally my whole goal and plan and career life goal plan was to be an investigator I wanted to do like crime scene investigations like FBI I wanted to you know go out there to me that's what I considered freedom because you're not in these four walls you know you get to go out and solve crimes and be on the streets right to me that was freedom so that's what I wanted to do I watched enough CSI episodes I could do this I'm good at this let's do it right so I went to college and um, in 2013 I kind of I really wasn't feeling it I was being in Massachusetts, I was born and raised, but I just couldn't take it. The cold, the people, it just, it wasn't the vibe. So I remember telling my mom like, hey, I'm moving to Florida. And she was like, well, I'm coming with you. So she did, she ended up moving before I did. And I came in December, it was actually December, 2013 is when I moved out here. Um, I was already three years in when I moved, three years into college. I had one year left. But when I moved out here, because the school that I went to was a private school, the credits, almost none of the credits transferred. I basically had to start all over. But you know what? I was so determined because my way of life, my way of living back then, that was the only opportunity you had to do something different. If you wanted to go somewhere, if you wanted to be somebody, you had to go to college. Either you went to college or you played sports or you were into music. There was one or the other. And I was not into sports. And as much as I love to sing, um, I can't be a singer. <laughs> can't do it. So I went to school. I mean, it was either go to school or be somebody's housewife and not have any education and not have any means of, you know, real income. This is, you know, 
the way of thinking from back then. So fast forward to 2013, moved out here, started school all over again, and eventually graduated with my associate's degree. I went to a community college and got my associate's degree in criminal justice. Now, at the time, I started working in security. I was security officer at a resort. Um, I I was working overnight, so I used that time to really basically do homework. I, I got my almost my whole degree online from work. Like I was working, I worked there for about two years and I got my degree in two years. And I was working security at this resort and um, I wanted to, you know, my goal was to be an investigator. So at the time working at this resort, specifically there was this one day where the front desk staff, you know, he looked very stressed and it just, you could tell he was in a, some sort of dilemma. So I approached him and I'm like, hey, you know, what's going on? And that's when he kind of explained how he didn't get enough nights booked on at the resort and he couldn't meet his quota for, for the night. And he was a little worried. Um, So that's when I mentioned the idea of, hey, you know, I've seen enough YouTube videos. I've traveled enough times to know that Airbnb is this, you know, is this big thing now and maybe you should put some of the listings on Airbnb. And he was a little, you know, taken back by it. He was just like, I don't know if I'm supposed to do that. Like, I don't want to get in trouble. If you do it, you know, can basically asking, can you do it? So I told him like, I'll do it as long as (laughs) I'm keeping the commission. So he was like, yeah, you know, whatever, do it. So that's what I did. Um, I started off with posting the um, direct bookings, like their listing description, their photos, and how they had the resort, The how the resort was set up. It was a resort, but it was like apartment style rooms. So there was two bedrooms that had a living room, it had a kitchen. And then there was also this, you know, random door in the middle of the living room where attached to another studio apartment. And that studio had its own private entrance as well. So you can either have one studio apartment, a two bedroom apartment, or you can connect the doors, open the doors, and it becomes a three bedroom apartment. So that's how the resort was set up. So I put three different listings. I put the two bedroom, the studio, and then the three bedroom. And it went off. Like, you know, this light sparked off. I was keeping all this commission. I was getting the hotel, these bookings. And um, at the time, I had to stop because the security department was in-house at the time, but they were having some, like, you know, cuts, some cost cuts and they were laying off a couple people so instead of having the in-house security they opt in to do like a contract security so at that time I'm like you know what I graduated college at this point I now have my associate's degree so I want I felt like this is a perfect opportunity to move up in life so I went and started working at at a prison y'all Yes, I worked at the Florida Department of Corrections 
um, for about two years, I worked at the prison. Now, this is, you know, I could go into a whole nother story about working at this prison child, but we're not doing that today. That's not what we're here for today. Um, we're here for this story, right? So, um, working at this prison, I mean, I have to, I have to go into detail about this because this is kind of, this is where it all started, right? So working at this prison, you're damn near a prisoner yourself. You're a paid prisoner. That's, that's the only way I could freaking put it. Now, being this paid prisoner, um, you're not allowed to have any electronics. You're not allowed to have your phone, no computer, nothing that has to do with the outside world. When you come in on, on this property, you're, you're walking in through metal detectors and you know, you got other correctional officers patting you down. You can't come in with no electronic whatsoever. And mind you, this, you know, this position was a 12-hour position. So I had no outside contact to the outside world for 12 hours a day, okay? At this time, I, I'm in a, about a year in at this point. I no longer work for, you know, the security company. So I had to stop doing Airbnb because it was through, you know, the company. So I stopped doing that. And it was about a year. I, I didn't do it for about a year. I was working at the prison and I'm like, you know what? I want to real estate in general was always in the back of my mind of something I wanted to do. Like I've always wanted to do real estate, but in my head growing up in Boston, this is something that you did when you retire. Like you do real estate after you go to college, after you do your, you know, 30, 40, 50 years until you retire. And then, you know, hopefully if you're still alive and you know, you're still kicking and screaming, then you can do whatever you want when you retire. And for me, that was real estate. But anyways, back to the story. Um, I'm in this office now. So at the time, I went from being on the, I don't even, at this point, like, I don't even want to know what to call it. Like, this is, on this campus, like, I'm in this, in these gates, in, in this prison, at this point, I'm now moved to the front office and the what they call the control room. So now I have access to, I have my own landline with my own extension. I have a computer to do work on. So now I have a little more flexibility on communicating with the outside world. So I took advantage. I started into the rental arbitrage. I've watched a bunch of YouTube videos. I was on Facebook, um, all these Facebook different groups, and I was consuming all this information. I already had enough experience for dealing with, you know, doing the hotel stuff. But at the same time, because it was the hotel, they were really taking care of everything. They were taking care of the communications. The only thing that I was responsible for was finding the bookings and basically connecting the two of them. I got you a booking, here you go, and I'll you know give it off to the front desk. Um, now it's a little different. Now doing rental arbitrage, I am the front desk. I am you know the the property manager. So I went from this was in 2019. I started 
investing into Airbnb for myself through um, rental arbitrage. Um, at the time, oh my God, when I look back, it's it's like you can't regret it because you learn so much. But at the same time, it makes me like thinking back, I cringe at myself because at the time I thought I was doing good. I was making money. I was making more than what my rent was at the time. It was a two bedroom, two bathroom right in the middle of Orlando um, right next to Universal Studios. So it was a perfect location. The design, I designed it really good. Even though I used Facebook Marketplace, I used Salvation Army, Goodwill, whatever I had in my apartment that was in good enough condition, I put it in there, y'all. Like, I did the damn thing, okay? It was cute and it was very comfortable, perfect location, like I said. And I didn't know what I know now and what I did was I had it was $75 a night now mind you this was 2019 now okay $75 a night for a two-bedroom two-bath in this perfect location in Central Florida right weekends $75 weekdays $75 um major events $75. Christmas, $75. New Year's, $75, y'all. And let me tell y'all, I was okay with it because with the occupancy that I was getting and with the nightly rates I was getting, it was still enough to be profitable. I was still, I was able to pay the rent. I was able to pay the utilities and I was able to put some money in my pocket. So I was happy. Um... Now, at the time, this was literally right before COVID. So if you think about it, you know, 2019 into 2020, um, I was operable for about five, a little less than six months. Between five to six months, I was operable. And I made enough money to, and within those five months, to pay off the total year rent. Because mind you, this is rental arbitrage. And the thing about rental arbitrage, if you don't know, it's where you're renting a property from a landlord and you're using it to basically sublet it on Airbnb. So I'm using this property at the end of the day. The risk is even if I don't make no money, I'm still responsible for paying the landlord whatever the lease agreement says. So at the time, the rent was $1,200. Whether I made $5,000 or I made $0, I still owed the landlord $1,200. Now, like I said, come March 2020, everything gets shut down. No one can travel. Airbnb is refunding all my previous booked, you know, my all my reservations. Even though I had a strict cancellation policy, they just give everybody their money back and wiped out my calendar clean. They put, uh, you know, they banned traveling so no one can travel, no one can come in. Airbnb bookings isn't coming in. Just straight halt in the travel industry. Disney, guys, Disney even closed their doors. When I tell you, I was at a complete like standstill. Like, what do you possibly do? 
So I was forced to close down the shop. But at the same time, I was still responsible for these months of rent. Um, Now, I mean, I signed a lease. I made a promise to pay. So I had to pay. Now, I do not regret it one bit because it was definitely a learning experience. And I was able, within those five to six months that I had the property, I was able to pay off the 12 months, you know, what I owe within the last 12 months of rent. So those five months of bookings that I had, you know, the profit, I was able to pay off the yearly rent. Now, I didn't come off on top because, you know, mind you, I still had to pay for the furniture and decor and and things like that. But it came out to where I literally, I ended up at zero. Like no profit, but didn't lose anything other than time. Lost time, definitely a lot of stress. Um, But at the end of the day, it was experience. I gained a lot of experience, not only with, you know, this whole Airbnb issue and not solely relying on one platform, but I also learned about dynamic pricing. I learned about, you know, guest communication. Like I learned so much about design and how to market the property. Like I learned so much within that experience that I can't say I, I lost anything, right? So um, at the time, now working at this prison, all this happened. I was forced to close down shop because of COVID. And, um, you know, that didn't last long. So as I was working in the prison, I was also, I went back to school to finish my, my bachelor's degree. So um, when I was working security, I ended up gaining my associate's degree. And now that I was working at the prison, I went to get my bachelor's degree. Um, the prison, they paid for a couple classes and I was able to graduate instead of in two years, I was able to graduate, I think in like a year and a semester, um, because of the other credits that I had from the school that I went to in Massachusetts. So I graduated with my bachelor's degree. And once again, um, I figured, you know, now I'm stepping up in life. And now it's time for something new. So I have my credentials. I have experience in the criminal justice field. Now I've been working in, you know, this prison for two years and I've worked in security for many other years. So I figured now's the perfect time to upstep into my career and go for it. So I started with the Department of Children and Families. Um, I was working as a child protective investigator for eight months. That's all it took me. It took me eight months working in this career, this this field that I thought I would love, but I absolutely hated it. I was miserable. And it wasn't because of the actual job, like it wasn't the duties. Yes, you have to deal with a lot of stress and you're put in predicaments that is not for the weak. But that wasn't even the tough part about it. The tough part about it was, you know, the the managers, the, the overhead, their turnover rate was so high. And and it's crazy because before they even hire you, they they let you know, they give you a warning like, 
you're basically your life is going to be consumed into your career like you're you're not going to have a personal life they tell you you know separate your personal and your you know your career separate have two different ones but they make that very freaking hard for you it's almost impossible like they don't care you you have kids they don't care they don't care that you know your child is sick and you need to stay home or you're you're taking care of your parents and you have to stay home they do not care all they cared about was at the end of the day you got the job done whether it be on your off day whether you you doing overtime but you can't do too much overtime they didn't care and that part right there was so stressful like the managers that i had i would call her up and say hey i'm you know i'm super overwhelmed with the amount of work that i'm getting because they didn't have enough staff because everybody's quitting it was like all the workload that they give you was just it was ridiculous like the amount of workload they gave you was like astronomical <laughs> like it was just mind blowing on what they expected you to do and the time frame that they gave you to do it and they did not like i said they don't care as long as you don't go over your hours they'll let you do some overtime but like i said they'll cut you off after a certain amount of overtime and it was easy it's easy to get this overtime because of the amount of work that they're giving you and you know at one time i called my my manager and i'm like hey look like this is this is a lot i need some i need some help like you know like what do I do how can you help me and we scheduled this call and um you know we're going through the list and she's asking me you know what I need help with what did I do um what haven't I done what do I have left and then by the end of the call I kid you not I went I started this call with like I had like 13 or 14 items on my list of things that I needed to do. And that those 13, 14 items, I was super overwhelmed to the point where I had to reach out to my manager and ask for assistance. By the time I hung up that phone call, by the time we got off that call, I went from having 13 or 14 items to 33 items, okay? Over doubled, oh, more than 50% of the freaking page was added on like are you serious i ask you for help to you know kind of guide me into how can i get this 14 items down because i'm still getting new cases i'm still getting you know people calling my phone i'm i'm overwhelmed i'm overworked and she just gave me more work at that point like my stress levels were super high i couldn't i couldn't do it anymore and i remember coming home and i was i cried to my boyfriend and i was like look I don't, this, this ain't it. Like I spent all these years going to school, studying to do what I'm doing today. I'm making the most money I've ever made in my life today. And I can't do it. Like I cannot do it. And, you know, even before then, um, probably like it was before I started the prison flashback, um, I remember going to, yeah, it was when I was working the security position. Um, you know, I was with my boyfriend and he was like, you know, I don't see, I don't see you really working in the career that you think you're going to be working. Like, I don't see you having to go solve crimes and getting calls at three, four o'clock in the morning because, you know, a crime scene that you have to go to and leaving 
me in the bed or, you know, whenever we decide to have kids, I don't see you doing that. And I was like, what? Like, you're crazy. Like, this is, you know, this is what I put all my effort and my time into. Like, of course, this is what I'm going to be doing. And he was just like, no, I can see you being an entrepreneur. You have an entrepreneur spirit. But you know what? At the end of the day, if that's what you want to do, I'm here to support you. And that stuck with me. Like, like you know what? Like, I do plan on having a family. And the amount of energy that's being put into this position, the amount of stress that I'm experiencing, like, how can I ever really think about having a family doing what I'm doing like this is soul sucking like your my soul was being sucked out of my body working this position like I was so miserable and I had to really sit there and think like what are you gonna do can you really do this for the next 40 years until you decide to retire no absolutely not so I took my real estate license and um, got my real estate license within like two, three months. I took the class, took, you know, the state test and became a realtor. And like I said, I worked this position with the Department of Children and Families. I worked that position for eight months. And within that last month um, of me getting my license, like literally probably, I want to say two weeks after me officially getting my license in the state of Florida, I got fired. (laughs) So it was like divine timing that I went ahead and I made these moves, got my license and started on a new career path. So fast forward, um, got my license in 2020 and Got my license in, okay, no, no, a month. Yeah, a month later. I got my license in November 2020. And in December 2020, that's when I got fired from DCF. Um, So I went all in full-time real estate. So I started helping people, um, you know, buying, selling real estate in the Central Florida area. And because I had this, you know, experience with short-term rentals and Airbnb, that's where I put all my focus in. I, you know, I nailed my niche. I got my niche, niche, whatever you want to call it. It's in the vacation rental industry and the Airbnbs. And, and that's, I, I hit the ground running with that. Um, so I've helped, a, I've helped a couple people invest in short-term rentals, just investing in real estate in general. It made me like coming from that DCF where, you know, they're sucking your soul out of you and they don't care about your time. And they're just it's all about them and the work and the position that they hired you to do. Going from that to the freedom of self-employment, because that's what you are when, you know, in real estate, you're you're your business. Yeah, you work for your brokerage, but you're your business. You're the one who's out there getting your clients. You're the one who's servicing your clients. And you're the one who's, you know, keeping the promises that you set to make. It's you're self-employed. It's all on you, girl. Like, this is it. And that made me so happy. Like, just the clouds, like, started to clear. 
the the dark skies just started to fade and I just became so much happier working in the real estate industry. Like this this is for me, guys. Like this is what I love to do. So working as a real estate agent, helping other people invest in real estate, I decided to take it, you know, a step further and share the experience I had with the Airbnb field. So I had a client that I helped purchase their own short-term rental. And, you know, he had asked me like, hey, can you manage the property for me? Um, And this was in December 2021. So that's when I started uh, Jules Brave Homes, the vacation rental management company in Central Florida. Um, So I started off in that one year, had that one property. So really, by the time it went live, it went live right after New Year's. So 2022, I started with my first property and scaled to now seven properties and I helped my owners, my vacation rental owners, create over 80000 in revenue um, within this last year. So I'm so excited to continue doing my work and continue working in, in this field. Like, I love the people, the people that um, you meet and I'm connected to through real estate, like, you know, it's a different vibe. It's definitely, it puts, it puts you in a different situation and, you know, you are what they say you are, who you hang with. And I'm just happy to be around these groups of people. Um, so yeah, so I wanted to take it a step further and, and start teaching what I know, teaching my experiences and, what took me, let's see, I started in 2015, but really with my own um, short-term rental was 2017. So I started within the last two years of my actual vacation rental management company. I wanted to take all things that I've learned from you know my my past and experiences to teach others how to get to where I now am or, you know, even better, like even better yourself. Um, if you can avoid the mistakes that I made in my beginning, then, you know, I would love to help you do that. Like like I said, from charging only $70 a night, no dynamic pricing to, you know, not having automated messaging to... Just like my communication skills, guest communication skills to uh, how I manage the cleaners, like, oh my God, how I marketed the property to even just relying, like I was solely reliant on Airbnb. Like I wasn't a vacation, I wasn't in the vacation rental management business. I was in the Airbnb business. At that point, you're not self-employed, you work for Airbnb. Um. So yeah, so all these things I've learned in my experiences, and these are all things that I definitely include in my one-on-one mentorship program, where I teach others how to manage their own vacation rentals like a professional. So these are all things that I go through, and I'm so excited to share these experiences with you guys and be there for you one-on-one and give you that personalized experience because everybody's property is different. Every vacation rental management is different. Every market is different. So, you know, we got to, I want to be able to give you that personalized experience. So 
Visit JulesRentals.com slash M-V-R-L-P. That stands for Managing Vacation Rentals Like a Pro. Um, visit the website, get more information, opt in. I'm so excited to work with you guys moving forward and tune in for another episode.